Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, before we talk about all the big events of the week, there was an event that I think is worthy of note. 1,000 issues of the Weekly Standard. Did you and Bill have any idea you would make it this far? Oh, yeah, I thought so. I, I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, what I think is is important is that uh, now heading into our second thousand, uh, we have a very good magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things we thought was going to happen was that there would be so many young conservative writers around that we would really benefit from that. And we have. Excellent. I'm, I'm not one of those young conservative writers, however. Well, I already benefit. Yeah, sure you are. I can't wait to free the 2000 edition party. We'll see you there, Fred. Right. Uh, so here we are, Weekly Standard, looking at the world uh, in the middle of June. How would you? Who had the better week this week, uh, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? Well, Hillary Clinton did, uh, just because I think something has happened that conservatives who've been smart enough and watch the how the media operates over the years you have I have uh, and we know that there's this illusion of fairness that you like gee the media is really fair this year when we see them in the primaries and of course they're very fair to all the Republican candidates when they're hammering each other then we get to a point where there's the Republican nominee against the Democrat we've reached that point it's Trump against Hillary and the media has the shift has really come on very strongly. Hillary's wonderful. Trump can do no good. Uh, is there one story this week that you think has uh, that the media have really shown their true colors on? Well, this is sort of a small one, but I think so, yes. There was a vague statement that Trump made regarding uh, President Obama after the Orlando uh, bloodbath. Mm-hmm. And he said, he, you know, he's so-and-so, and, and I don't know what else he's thinking about or something. It, right. it was a very vague statement. Some About motive, who knows what that Obama's up to, kind of this vague thing about right. his mindset. Well, the mainstream media in unison said, oh, he's saying that Obama favors the terrorists. Well, he didn't say that at all, but they all agreed. You know, I have seen these people actually physically get together and decide on what the story is. They decided on that. Right. And it was it was completely uh, wrong, uh, completely biased, and completely unexpected. Uh, well, uh, by Trump, it was not unexpected by the two of us. Uh, that's what I was about to say. And completely predictable if you've been mm-hmm. watching how the media work. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about this week because okay. this is how the argument would have gone before Orlando. If there's a major terror attack that's going to accrue to for it's going to result in political support for Donald mm-hmm. Trump because strength is his message that the people in Washington, they're too PC and too inept to protect you. And the Orlando attack would seem to fulfill that. And yet Donald Trump has had a really awful week in the polls. Mm-hmm. And some, some of that is because of the trouble he was having before Orlando, but still even the polls we've seen since have shown Trump going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it is that people have looked at this? And, and you know, it's funny. Even the polls that show Hillary Clinton winning by double digits still show that, in theory, people favor Trump on terrorism Mm -hmm. more than Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. And yet he still had a bad political week. I know the horror of the attack that stands Mm -hmm. alone from the politics, but there are political consequences. Why didn't it result in a bounce for Trump? Well, first, I agree with your premise that uh, normally you would think there would be a bounce for Trump and there was not. Uh, Secondly, Trump was attacked by the media, but not just the media, attacked 
by President Obama, who concentrated an attack on him. And, of course, Obama said some preposterous things. Donald Trump had said, you know, I think we need to expand the idea of of keeping Muslim immigrants from coming in for a period of time. Now he says he would keep out people who are coming from countries uh, where, where terrorism has been spawned. And, of course, Obama and the media jumped all over him on that. And Obama even said that would make the country less safe. Well, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but uh, and and of course, uh, did the mainstream media question Obama for saying that at all? Of course not. Here's what's interesting to me, though, and it has to do with the dynamic of the campaign. Donald Trump predicted how President Obama would react, not mm-hmm. specifically, but you know, as he's talked, he sure. said, "Look, these things happen. What does the White House do? They talk about everything about mm-hmm. but Islam. Sure. They don't want to deal with the real problem." Mm-hmm. The President of the United States literally gives a speech in the hours after Orlando, where he never uses the word Islam or Muslim a mm-hmm. single time. In other words, mm-hmm. he handed Trump the gift yeah. of being politically correct mm-hmm. over security first, mm-hmm. and still Donald Trump wasn't able to capitalize on it. Is it because? as you described, the the media's coverage, Mm -hmm. or is this one of Donald Trump's weaknesses? In other words, he's still not focused on Mm -hmm. running an effective campaign. He's kind Mm -hmm. of bouncing from tweet to tweet and cause to cause, as opposed to saying, I'm going to make this week about what you saw Sunday, not in Orlando, Mm -hmm. but from the White House. Mm -hmm. He wasn't able to turn the spotlight on Hillary and Obama at all. No, he wasn't. And uh, it wasn't for lack of trying, but it didn't work. I think there, uh, there are several reasons here. Uh, uh, one is uh, the media has accepted Obama – Obama's downplaying of the terrorist attacks. In other words, Obama wound up saying, oh, this was just some deranged guy as if uh, he'd never heard of ISIS and, right. or, or Muslim. He was a Muslim, of course, but but Obama plays that down because he doesn't want uh, to be seen as losing the war on terror, which he is. And if he is, America is. Uh, but that uh, uh, Obama ram that point home that this mm-hmm. guy was just a weirdo and uh, and that gay was had to do yeah, with being sure, with issues yeah. of LGBT as sure. opposed to issues of ISIS of course yeah well put i i think we've seen a preview of what the campaign's going to look like between now and november 8th and that is the mainstream media is not going to let trump exploit issues where hillary clinton and particularly president obama are on the other side and that's exactly what happened this week you know you think that uh, a guy like donald trump is going to have the biggest megaphone. He didn't have the biggest uh, megaphone. Uh, the media has something to do with this, and they gave the biggest megaphone to President Obama on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. It, it was the same message from Obama. He, he attacked uh, Trump personally and downplayed the idea that this was uh, radical Islamic terrorism. You know, some smart people uh, have said essentially. The race of the White House is over. We're just, the mm-hmm. Republicans are just doomed. Mm-hmm. Trump's not going to win. It's time to focus on other things like protecting the Senate, et cetera. This week we saw the ger- generic polling for the Republican Party down by double digits, 11 points mm-hmm. in the wrong direction. That's the neighborhood where you start wondering if the mm-hmm. House would mm-hmm. even be in play. Sure. Do you agree that it's going to be a fiasco based on where we are today? Is mm-hmm. is it just too early to tell? Or if the mm-hmm. media can, in fact, silence Trump's megaphone, mm-hmm. that, that would seem to to portend poorly for the GOP. Well, uh, Trump is resourceful, and I think he's going to find other things to say that will be better ways of of, of uh, exploiting his message. Uh, one is the economy. The other, I mean, there's immigration, there's trade. Those are strong issues for him, and he can use those against Hillary, all, all, all three. 
three of them adding in the economy. Um, but it's going it it's going to be difficult, and I don't think. Trump himself has realized that the uh, media environment is not the same. Mm-hmm. It is dramatically different, and he's got to adjust for that. And I think he will. But uh, look, the best thing, if you want to, if Republicans want to keep the House and the Senate, you know, the best thing to do that is get behind Trump because you know we don't have election presidential elections now where there's much in the way of coattails. So uh, how, how Trump does is going to have great bearing on how Republicans do in that. House and Senate. One last question, and I ask is because you're the ultimate DC insider. You hobnob <laughs> with all these money types in the establishment. Yeah. When they have the establishment meetings, you're there to read from the book and make sure everyone's set up. I've heard some some of those kind of traditional establishment Republicans say the thing that scares them the most about Trump heading at this point in the election is not only is he not raising money, he hasn't shown any focus on raising money. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it with earned media, like he was during the primary. Mm-hmm. He was able to go out and say crazy things and get the spotlight and kind of mm-hmm. suffocate mm-hmm. any other campaigns. You just pointed out those days are over. Yep. If he doesn't have the money in the bank to buy his message, mm-hmm. isn't that particularly problematic for Trump? And do you agree that that, mm-hmm. as an early diagnosis, mm-hmm. that's the biggest challenge, not the message, but the money? No, I think the message is a bigger challenge, but money is close behind. No, <laughs> no question about that. And then there's the whole... Uh, uh, issues of things you need in a presidential campaign. You'd, it helps to have a ground game. Now, he didn't have one at all in the primaries and, and did fine. Quite different, though. It's a different universe now. You need to, to learn from all the data, uh, how to appeal to different groups. Or I mean, Trump himself doesn't have to do it, but it can be done in direct mail and in ads and so on. Data is not something that Trump has in his hip pocket or anywhere else. So uh, Trump now, with the media having uh, uh, turned against him completely and all these other problems, is at a great disadvantage in running against Hillary Clinton. Well, he doesn't have the money, can't get his message through, doesn't have the data, doesn't have a campaign team, doesn't have a ground game. Mm-hmm. But other than that, <laughs> he's got her right where he wants her. <laughs> yeah. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.